It's time for Career Stories with Launch. I'm your host, James Enzer. Each month, I interview Cone Health leaders across the system to learn about the career paths they have taken. Whether you are just starting your career or are a number of years into your career, we can all learn from someone else's story. Career Stories with Launch is all about sharing, learning, and growing together. Let's get started. Our guest today is Laura Vale. Laura is the Director of Inclusion and Health Equity here at Cone Health. Thank you for joining us today. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your role? Well, thanks, James. Thanks for having me. And um, let me tell you a little bit about what I do. So the Office of Inclusion and Health Equity has been around since 2014 as its own office. And it has a focus on diversity and inclusion in the health system and also health equity strategies that connect to the community at large, maybe not so much workforce related or even patient related um, as much as really trying to reach deeper into the community. So what brought you to Cone? That's a great story. Uh, I came to Cone Health after teaching for 15 years um, in both public and private schools, taught Latin and English, and had a friend who mentioned that I might be interested in healthcare, and she thought that I'd be um, a great fit for human resources. So that was all new to me because um, naively, uh, I thought that everyone that worked in the health system was either a doctor or a nurse. <laughs> so I really hadn't given much consideration to really what it takes to run a health system. And, um, and so that was kind of what, what brought me was an introduction by a friend and, um, and really just opened my eyes to how healthcare is so much more than, um, than, than patient care, that there really is a lot uh, to run the engine. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, prior role you were a teacher, and then now of course you work for Cone. So what in your teaching career have you really transferred here to Cone? That's a great question. I would say that a lot of it is the people skills that are so transferable um, from setting to setting, industry to industry, and um, and really operating with empathy and inclusion mm-hmm. as um, key tenets to what I think I've, I've done as a, or I did as a teacher and, and what I've done here at Cone Health. And um, I would say other skills that may be transferred, a lot of um, servant leadership, a lot of uh, leading from the back and encouraging people um, as they move along to stand up and lead and and stand in the spotlight and um, and really applaud their work along the way. Great. So Laura, talk about your career journey here at Cone. What did you do in the early days and how did you prepare for what you do today? In the early days, I mentioned that it was a friend in human resources that even um, opened my eyes to healthcare, and so I did join um, the human resources team and served as an executive assistant for one of our senior leaders, which just gave me a bird's eye view of the whole system, and in particular, um, taught me all the areas of human resources, that there's um, talent uh, management and talent development and talent acquisition, and uh, there are um, employee partnership Um, functions within that, that there are exit interviews that need to take place. It just, it really kind of showed me that with human resources, 
Um, you have benefits. You just you have a life cycle really for an employee within human resources. So that was um, that was certainly very interesting to me, and I think um, prepared me. I was able to go back and get some certifications in human resources, which really some of those really had a concentration in diversity, and um, and I like to say that uh, education is another um, industry, much like healthcare, where um, diversity and inclusion is uh, super important in what you do. And so, was able to kind of bring some of that over and um, see that it could be a part of human resources and kind of navigated my career through from being um, an executive assistant to then being a manager in human resources and um, then the diversity and inclusion program started up and so that was 50 percent of my FTE and then um, pretty soon we realized that diversity and inclusion at Cone Health was going to involve more um, more time than 50% of an FTE mm-hmm. and so then I moved forward in that role as it became a full-time um, resource on diversity and inclusion and have been in that role since 2014. So I'm curious how did you know what you didn't know and what I mean by that is you know becoming a teacher and then starting an HR role obviously there was a little bit of a learning curve so did you have someone that kind of mentored you and said hey I think it would be really beneficial for you if you looked at this or if you took um, a certification in this like how did you get the knowledge that you needed to be where you're at today that's a great question and I wish that launch had been around when I was doing (laughs) this so I would say um, a lot of it was looking around at others um, as my informal mentors people in HR and asking them questions asking about which certification they thought was more um, valuable to them and um, and trying to just I think a lot of it was navigating it on my own um, I did have a lot of support from my leader. I had a lot of um, support from the team as I pursued some more education and um, and then you know sat for the test, which was a daunting experience in itself. But, <laughs> most tests um, are. Most of the certifications are that way. So um, I, I really I think that um, launch is really meeting a need is what I see because it, it's a place that people can go and get some career direction. Um, I also applaud you Inc. and think I wish something like that had been around um, as I was trying to navigate a career and, and figure out what, what my next steps were. Mm-hmm. So along similar lines, what's most important to prepare for a role like yours? I, I would say um, being flexible is really important. I, um, I also think being patient. So one thing um, that could have changed since, uh, since I was navigating mine in the beginning um, was that it felt like the trajectory for um, upward movement was slower than what I wanted. And I felt like I um, really learned a lot about just patience and humility. It, I did not, the day I passed the certifications and things and felt so qualified, it was not the day that somebody offered me a better job, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think um, seeing that it's often like, um, I often say it's like a puzzle. And so once the puzzle is put together, it's a little easier to see how the pieces lay together and make something beautiful. But I think uh, we get impatient and we want to 
force certain pieces together that maybe don't naturally go together. And, um, and so I would say, I think the, the main things that I would say to someone trying to navigate a career and, you know, is, is to be patient. And I think you have to balance that with um, advocating for yourself. Um, I really think uh, the iCompass conversations were not around when I was doing this, and I think that's a great way to one-on-one with your leader express your desire to grow. So I think that's a great, um, a great new tool within our system because I think it's always you're a leader um, that can see your strengths uh, up close. And I think if you can have those conversations, be honest, advocate for yourself, and at the same time have some degree of patience um, as maybe things are being worked out around you, I think, um, I think that would be a great, a great word of wisdom that I would pass on to others. I think that's great advice. What is the biggest challenge you have personally faced here at Cone? I think the biggest challenge that maybe I've faced was rebranding, and I say that as much owning that and taking accountability for that. I think uh, rebranding was hard for me to do, hard for me maybe to let go of um, the past and start something new, hard to um, not want to answer everyone's questions about all the things that I had answered in my previous role, mm-hmm. um, once I had moved, you know, and um, harder to redirect them, perhaps. So I think that that rebranding might have been sort of my my biggest challenge, the biggest rock that I kept kicking. Mm-hmm. What moment of your career holds the greatest significance to you personally? Wow. I would say several come to mind, but I would say probably um, when Terry Aiken, our CEO, um, went and apologized to Dr. Blunt for um, some institutional racism, really, that had existed um, in our system. And the court case had been settled 50 years prior. And I, um, I think I was really struck that I work for a health system that would say it's never too late to apologize, it's never too late to change and be somebody different in the community. And um, that really, that probably had the most, and because it touches my work, because it was all related to um, uh, the racism that existed within just healthcare in general, healthcare in the United States, and, um, and just really coming to terms with in the civil rights era that we were, um, we had used Hilburton funds to build Moses Cone Hospital and the court um, upheld the idea that if you use those federal funds, then you should treat all and not some. And so it was really dismantling a system of advantage um, and disadvantage. And, um, and so when Terry had, you know, went back and apologized for that, um, I think that had such a profound um, impact on me personally. So in your role, I'm sure you look at what we're doing very well, but then you also look at opportunities to improve. Where do you see opportunities at Cone for improvement? And what about opportunities in the healthcare system in general? Right, I I think about this a lot actually. Um, And I think that, you know, our idea of connecting 
healthcare and well-being is really the way Cone Health is moving. I believe it's the way that healthcare in general is moving. I think um, part of that is something that's very close to me, which is the elimination of disparities. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that as we really get better at connecting healthcare and well-being, we will uh, eliminate disparities that exist today. Um, We will understand, we'll have a greater understanding of our community and their needs. I think we'll um, be more compassionate, empathetic people. And um, I think that we will have fewer variations in quality outcomes. So that's, those are, all of that is a nice way of saying, I think population health is going to be a big um, future direction for healthcare in general. So now we're gonna move into the lightning round of questions. What is one book that you would recommend to aspiring leaders? Wow, I think I would say thinking fast, thinking slow. Um, it really just talks about the way the brain processes information and um, kind of helps you understand like how bias impacts all of us, how it's just something that is. And, um, and we have fast systems in our brain that, mm-hmm. make, that draw quick conclusions and often aren't always the best conclusions. What's one thing on your bucket list you hope to accomplish soon? So I would like to work on an archaeological dig. Really? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Tell me about that. So I, um, as an undergraduate student, I studied, um, majored in Latin, minored in Greek, and spent a summer in Greece uh, studying. And I have always said, I want to go back Mm -hmm. and I want to work on an archaeological dig. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) I I hope it happens. Well, I hope so, too. (laughs) (laughs) If you could be in any other role at Cone Health, what would it be? Well, we don't have this role, but I know other organizations have it. They have, like, this chief people person and um, chief chief people officer or something like that. I think that would be... um, really interesting. It's a little different than a chief human resource officer. Um, I feel so fortunate to be in the role that I am because I think there are a lot of components of that role that fall under mine. Mm -hmm. It looks at a lot of um, training and cultural competency and just how we get better and more sensitive and the way we interact with each other and the ways that we might um, interact with our patients. So that's, that's probably, if I could dream it up and make it happen, that might be it. I'll be sure Terry hears this. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and final question, what is the best advice you received that you would like to pass on to others? I think that I would say, um, I had someone share with me one time, be brave, be brave. And um, by that she meant, don't be afraid to, um, to reinvent reinvent yourself to reimagine what you might be Um, she said you know that her career had been a lot of being brave and going out on a limb sometimes not knowing if it was you know completely supported and and yet she said that a lot of times um, she felt that those were the most rewarding times and I've always thought about that you know just I've had to reinvent myself from being a high school teacher to um, being uh, in healthcare, I've had to reinvent myself within the realm of healthcare, and um, 
And I just think, you know, being brave is part of that, like not holding ourselves back, really committing fully. Well, Laura, it has been a pleasure getting to speak with you and hear about your career story. For those listening to this interview, if you have any questions for Laura, feel free to reach out to her email address in the comments below. Thanks again, Laura. Thanks, James.